heavy track today. Yeah, not vibing risky lettuce, getting sinker vibes. I don't know, says on the Tab app she's firming. Don't just vibe it, get expert tips in Tab's new race feed. Tab, we're on. What are you really gambling with? Time to head over to the West, and if anyone was tuning into the races uh, on Saturday afternoon, arguably the performance of the day anywhere around the Australian race meetings came in the Placid Arc by Ripcord. The 250, Oscars lets down, Oscars races away now, put up about two and a half to three lengths on Augment, down the outside, Ripcord's coming home at the rate of knots, he has to get into Oscars fortune, Ripcord charging, Ripcord lunging, don't know, they hit it together, Oscars fortune, Ripcord with a dive, it could have been Ripcord in an absolute nail biter with Augment right behind them. And he got up uh, in the very last bound, Ripcord winning the half a million-dollar Placid Arc feature. Much to the joy, no doubt, of trainer Luke Fernie, who joins us on Racing Pulse this morning. Well done, Luke. Thank you, mate. Thank you very much. It was uh, yeah, it was very exciting, obviously, watching him let fly down the outside. It's something that we hadn't seen him do previously, but it was certainly a... Um a very good sight. It would have been a roller coaster of emotions. On the point of the turn, you would have been, oh, not again. Uh, and then uh, he's going to run a nice second too. We could actually win this. Yeah, well, I was a bit filthy because a stable mate ran off the corner and sort of half held his run up. And I thought, Jesus Christ, this is 150 to one. It's going to cost <laughs> me the race here. But uh, yeah, thankfully he uh, he moved out the way and. We, uh, we got a clear passage and he let fly. He's obviously always had a lot of ability. He's only missed the place on one occasion, but um, that would have to be the best performance he's put in. Have you found the key to him? Uh, we put the visors on him the other day and his, his run before was the first time he ran out of the money and he just got held up pretty much from go to woe and just had zero luck throughout the run. And his form before that was really good he got caught three deep and he got beaten by one with six kilos more than in the start before so he'd had excuses to why he got beaten in his first three runs but uh when the visors went on i think we'd certainly seen a better horse than what we've ever produced him and he's only lightly raced he's only a three-year-old so is there much more improvement still to come do you think uh i hope so i hope hopefully can take it to the next level obviously um they've still got to prove it and and show that it wasn't wasn't just a, a fluke. There was horses making good ground down the outside on Saturday and uh, leaders were stopping. So hopefully that wasn't just the case on the weekend gone and, and yeah, you can take it, take the next step. Well, thankfully the Placid Arc was the second last race, not the last race on the card because uh, we wouldn't have seen this performance and it was because there was a fair bit of interference during the Placid Arc after pushing the rail out that they called the last race off. What What's the feeling amongst the locals, the participants, about what transpired on Saturday? Uh, I think it's just more bad luck than than, than anything. It's just a, an ordinary part on the track and... I know the boys at the, um, at Perth Racing are going to be working obviously very hard to to fix that up, and I, I'm pretty certain the rail was coming out for for this week's rail anyway. So they've got a few weeks up their sleeve to to tidy up the the dead patch, or I don't actually know what it was. I'm only going from hearsay, but the the dead patch that caused the issue. So that, they'll have it all sorted. There's nothing sure. And and did the that rail placement further out? cause a fair bit of havoc in the Placid Arc. Were you lucky to escape a fair bit of that where you were with Ripcord? Well, I think that's what caused the, the stable mate to yeah. drift out. There, there was that little bit of carnage inside and all the horses... Uh, there, there's not that many sort of well 
um, well, not, not many horses in the race that have been around her 20 or 30 times. So still just to run off the rail obviously caused that interference for, for everybody and probably just a little bit of discomfort for the horses. And with that happening, it's obviously made the, the call for the stewards to, to, to abandon the last race, which is probably the, the safest and smartest thing to do. What do you do with Ripcord now? You've got a winter bottom who uh, is just around the corner. The thought of taking on some of the Eastern State um, sprinters, how how much excitement does that bring? Or fear? <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably fear. Obviously, um, overpass and, and triple missile horses like that are very well credentialed for, for a race like the winter bottom. And like I said earlier, he's got to take a, a massive step, but he'll get his weight allowance to... To have a crack at him, and, and if everything goes to plan, well, he should hopefully monster the line like he did on Saturday. Have you got plans to maybe travel him in the future as well? I did have plans to um, start him in the Coolmore, and I had him nominated, and he got beat on a cold, wet day at Belmont, and I sort of packed the threw the dummy out and scratched him before I'd even walked back into the mountain enclosure because, <laughs> yeah, I, I wasn't too happy that day. But the plan will be at some stage to take him, so certainly think that he does have above average ability and um, hopefully we see that in a fortnight's time and then from there we can come up with a plan to get him over there. How's the rest uh, of your team going? Uh, I see you've got a couple of entries this weekend. Are you likely to have many runners? Yeah, I'll probably have four four go around this week. A couple of them in the in the guineas are, are long shots but uh, you've got to have a throw at the stumps and, and see if you can hit them. There's good money up for grabs and uh, yeah, the horses are, are ticking along good at the moment, so we'll, we'll see how we go. And you've got a couple of uh, old Victorians there riding them as well. Buckets Moore and Michael Poy, who's over in WA now with five down and, and big player. The favourite looks pretty hard to beat on Saturday, but do you give your pair a, a chance of running in a place? Yeah, I, I think um, five down's a, a stinky chance. He sort of puts himself on the, on the speed. and um, I mean, if you're in front of half the field, it sort of gives you a chance to to keep whacking away and he's pretty tough and, and durable so that that should work in his favour but like you said the, the favourite and uh, probably the first two or three in the market are, are pretty smart horses so don't go there with a great expectation but if we manage to pull one off it'll certainly be very exciting. How's the build up for the Pinnacles uh, and obviously Ollie as well adds another layer uh, are you sensing that it's going to be a, a huge carnival? Yeah, you can tell as soon as it comes around in the morning, there's people everywhere. I think they've got a, like a breakfast with the stars at the track this morning watching the um, the railway horses work and, and whatnot. So, yeah, there's a big build-up here, and it's obviously very exciting for to get Ollie here going around for, for his last time. and That'll certainly put plenty of bums on seats as well. No doubt about that. Uh, you don't have a runner in the, uh, in the railway this weekend, but uh, who do you like? Um, Tuvalu will be very hard to beat. I, I like seeing Lins come here and, and win races. I think he um, he certainly knows the home deck really well, and he's he's a genius. So I'd like to see him in Wellesley pick one up. You've got a big team heading to Bunbury tomorrow. Is there anything we should follow from your stable? Hey, I've got a three-year-old there, Rissols. It's called. She goes pretty smart. Hopefully, we can um, we can get her to the races there. It's pretty warm here. If, if she can handle the heat, I'm I'm pretty confident she'll be able to get the job done. Yeah, she's in race one tomorrow. Actually, just on that, we were discussing it with Matt Stewart that there's maybe 40 degrees tipped on Saturday. What's the what's the heat rule situation with racing in Perth when it gets uh, up towards the 40 degree mark? Well, they start to play around with um, where the races are, are held and, and whatnot once it gets to 38, 39, and then anything above that. Uh, I'm pretty certain it becomes pretty hard to race. Um, yeah, 
don't quote me on that because mm. I'm not 100%. But, yeah, they'll, they'll obviously do what's best for participants and horses, and it'd be a shame if they didn't get to run the races on Saturday because of the heat. But, I mean, we can't. We can't control that, unfortunately. Do they look at maybe an earlier start, as as we've previously done here in Victoria as well? Well, that's a, a pretty smart thing to do, and hopefully someone's smart enough to, to think of that. Um, brains aren't always the the <laughs> things that come into people's... <laughs> they don't use their brains as much as what they should sometimes, but hopefully common sense prevails and, and we can get them running at a decent time to make sure they all get run. Well, we'll keep an eye on the weather, Luke, um, and we'll keep an eye on Ripcourt uh, in the build-up to the winter bottom. Well done on the weekend. Beautiful, mate. Thanks a lot for that. Luke Fernie joining us there, and if you haven't had a look at it, jump on um, the Rawa or Racing WA website. It was just a phenomenal win in the Placid Arc on Saturday.